Champions aren't just given their belts for free, you know. They have to fight their way to the top of their division, beat the current best guy in the world, and hold on to the gold for as long as they can. And that involves title defenses, as many as you can get in the hopes that at the end of each fight, Bruce Buffer yells, and still, you put on your championship t-shirt and then head to the after party with Mac Malley and the rest of MMA Twitter. But there's been more than a few championship fights that were extremely close, however, and although they got to take their gold belt home with them, well, the fan base didn't exactly agree with the result. I'm Bailey in from MMA on Point, and today we're going to look at 10 times the fans fought the champion lost. Number 10, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Okay, apparently the new trendy thing is to hate on the current 185-pound champion Israel Adesanya. Sure, he's styled on a few opponents, but he's received a lot of backlash from the community for a few lackluster title defenses. The worst of these came at UFC 248 against Yoel Romero, when instead of a fight with two highly skilled killing machines, well, they might as well have been playing a game of backgammon. Round one involved a lot of standing still and staring at each other, but Yoel landed one big left hand and all three judges gave him the first round. Round two was much closer. Izzy landed some kicks, but Yoel got a few more big left hands in there. It was close, but two judges gave that round to Romero. Three and four were pretty much unanimously Izzy's and all three judges agreed, but the fifth is where it gets really interesting. Yoel walks down Izzy for the whole round. He doesn't land much, but he certainly lands more than Izzy does, but all three judges would give that round to the champion. Officially, Izzy picked up the win 48-47, 49-46 and 48-47, but on MMA decisions, fans are able to submit their own scorecards. So, over 1,600 people did and only 30% of them scored the fifth round for Israel Adesanya. Which means, in their eyes, Yoel would have won that fight. But more than the fight, I think fans were just disappointed in the performance. And they let them know, I mean, they booed him pretty much the whole time. Number 9. Gilbert Melendez versus Josh Thompson before the UFC bought out the Strikeforce promotion, the lightweight division had been dominated by one man, El Nino Gil Melendez. He defended the belt six times, but his greatest rival was without a doubt the punk, Josh Thompson. The pair had a trilogy of fights under the promotion's banner, but the third and final was by far the closest. Round one, they both came out fast. Gil got two takedowns, but couldn't do much. Josh was landing some combinations and kicks. It could have gone either way, really. Round two was definitely El Nino's, but in round three, Josh landed big kicks to the head, pressured the champ, up his eye and even pulled off on the Sotagari trip. But only one of the three judges would give him the round. By the fourth and fifth, the punk had found his rhythm, and although it was back and forth, he would get the better of the champion across the last 10 minutes and on the official scorecards. So it all came down to round three, really, which was certainly close, but on MMA decisions, only 34% of fans scored it for Gil, and that must have translated into the crowd in attendance because when the final scores were read, well, they made more noise than a pissed off crowd at Sea Mauro Ranello tried to contain the situation, but even Gil admitted Just started cupcaking it out there, I know what's going on Whatever that means, still walked away with his title though Even though quite a few people thought he had actually lost it Number 8, Valentina Shevchenko versus Tyler Santos The bullet had been nothing short of dominant in her UFC performances at £125 In fact, some of her fights were getting pretty boring as they had been so one-sided But seemingly out of nowhere, Tyler Santos appeared ready to give the long-reigning champ the toughest fight of her career. The first round started and you could tell this wasn't exactly going to be a walk in the park for Valentina. Not much happened in the first, but Tyler did get a takedown, jumped on Valentina's back and controlled her for two minutes. But Judge Clemens Werner still gave that round to Shevchenko for what 
whatever reason. In the second round, Tyler got another takedown and plenty of top control, but was arguably less active than Valentina was on the bottom. Two of the judges scored that round for Valentina, but the online community didn't agree, with only 39% siding with the champion. If you ask some, Tyler was already up two rounds. Round three, on the other hand, was the only round everyone agreed on. All three judges gave it to Santos. So that just left the final two, which Valentina won pretty convincingly, outstriking and controlling Santos on the mat and busting up her eye. But for the fans, the challenger had done enough early. Judge David Letherby scored the first three for Santos and gave her the nod, but the other two disagreed and it was announced as a split decision win for Valentina. Several media members, including MMA Fighting's E. Casey Lydon, also felt Santos had done enough to win, along with the 60% of online fans who thought Santos won the second round. But alas, it was not meant to be. The Bullet retained her title in undoubtedly her closest fight. Number 7. Max Holloway vs Alexander Volkanovsky 2 Max Holloway did a lot of work cleaning out the featherweight division during Conor McGregor's Mac Mansion days, so once everything had stabilised, a lot of people weren't happy about Alexander Volkanovsky popping up and stealing his new belt away, so they had a rematch, but that didn't resolve anything either, mainly because these guys are too good and have transcended the 10-point must system. Rounds 1 and 2 were clearly Holloway's. The judges all agreed, the fan base agreed, Holloway basically knocked him down in both rounds. That's two in the bank for Holloway. The third round starts and Volk starts closing the distance a lot faster, but Max was still connected with kicks, knees. It was very close. Bisping even said on commentary Max was up three rounds and he was outlanding him on the strike numbers. But all three judges gave the third round to Volkanovski. In the final two rounds, Volk seemed to catch his rhythm, but it didn't stop David Lefferby giving Max the fifth round, even though he didn't give him the third. Either way, the final scorecards were 48-47, 47-48, and 48-47 in favour of Alex. But many people disagreed, including much of the fan base, who at least according to MMA decisions, 63% of the some 4,000 people scored the fight for Max. And so did MMA media. 27 members from various outlets turned in their scorecards for the fight and 18 of them scored it for Max. So their third fight recently set the story straight, but there's clearly many people that still think Max should have taken the belt home in the second. Number six, Shogun Hua versus Lyoto Machida. Quick, hopping in DeLorean and punching the Machida era and his first championship defense at UFC 104. It was against Shogun Hua, a Pride FC veteran who everyone expected to come over to the UFC and just run through everybody, except Forrest Griffin. Either way, the Dragon was still undefeated and it was a pretty epic contest. Shogun pushed forward in the first while Machida was doing some karate shit. They both landed, but Hua was the aggressor. Two judges, however, gave it to the champ, with only Nelson Hamilton scoring it for Shogun. The fans of MMA decisions scored it narrowly for Hua, though. Round two was almost as close and they ended up trading a bunch of body kicks, but all three judges gave it to the champ Lyoto, although many people thought Shogun again did enough to steal the round and the back and forth would continue until the third round. Thankfully, rounds four and five were easier to score. Lyoto only landed one significant strike in the fourth and by the fifth, the commentators were talking about how Lyoto needed to go into desperation mode and finish the fight or risk losing his belt via decision. Buffer held everyone's breath before announcing the champion had defended his title and the boos came in from the crowd. When Joe did his usual All right, I'm here with the winner, Lyoto Machi Nothing but came in response. Of the five media members who submitted their scores, every single one of them scored it for Hua. Mike Fridley from Sherdog even gave it all five rounds. Leo made himself an instant fan favourite when he KO'd the champ Rashad just five months earlier, but this was a victory many people disagreed with. Number 5. Amanda Nunes vs Valentina Shevchenko 2 
it seemed inevitable that they would clash again and they did a UFC 214 this time with Amanda as the champ and Valentina looking like the only girl that could challenge her. But this fight would be closer than a Vin Diesel drag race. Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> The first round went as expected, two complete martial artists feeling each other out. All three judges gave it to Amanda and not many people complained about it. The second round though, Valentina stayed on the back foot and landed more than a few superwoman punches. It was enough that Sal Yamato and Tony Wiggs scored that round for Valentina. Judge David Theron, however, joined the 13% of people online that scored that round for Nunes. Actually, pretty interestingly here, if he had sided with the other two judges, Valentina would have won the fight on the final scorecards. Just go with the 13%, I guess, dude. Round three was again close and very similar to the second. This time, Judge David and Tony gave that round to Shevchenko, but it was Sol who was the outlier and scored it for Nunes. This narrative also continued in the fourth. Sal and David scored it for Shevchenko, but wouldn't you know, Tony disagreed and he had it for Nunes. They were just all over the place. But of the 1,300 people that submitted scorecards online, only 14% scored the fourth for Nunes and 27% for round three. Take a look at this scorecard. The United fan base gave Valentina rounds two, three, and four. Had any of the three judges agreed on just one of these rounds unanimously, she would have been given the win, but they couldn't. They saw it 48-47, 48-47, and 47-48, giving Nunes the split decision. She carried on her bantamweight reign, and we probably aren't going to get a third fight, guys. Number four, John Jones. Always on the front line of controversy, John has now, over the course of his career, also been involved in some pretty debatable scorecards. The first of these really happened way back in 2013, which sounds so long ago now, my god, when we first fought the new contender and six foot five Viking Alexander Gustafsson. It was truly the first time John had been tested in pretty much any fight he had. Alex did the impossible in the first round and became the first man to take John down. The MMA world lost its shit and all three judges gave Alex that round. As the fight wore on, it was clear Alex was competing with the champ in ways we'd never seen before, but John was still outlanding him on the strike numbers. Only one judge gave Alex the second round and only one judge gave him the third. It ended up being a unanimous decision for John and many fans were upset, especially with the judge that gave John 49-46, but arguably John's closest fight came seven years later at UFC 247 when he took on another new contender, Dominic Reyes. And the Dominator put it on John from the first bell. He lit him up with left hands. All three judges gave him the first. The second round, Dom chased him all over the octagon and threw nearly double the amount of strikes, but Jones was walking him down in the last few minutes. But Dom had done enough that of the 4,000 people that scored the fight over MMA decisions, 87% of them gave it to Dom, but only one judge, Chris Lee, did. And round three was even closer. John was pressuring, but Dom still landed hard, but again, two of the three judges gave it to John, while 83% of the fans scored the round for Reyes. By the fourth and fifth, John's pressure was just too much, and he pretty much undisputedly took the final rounds. The final scorecards, 48-47, 48-47, and another 49-46 for John Jones. 21 media members scored the fight, and 14 of them gave it to Reyes. Of the 4,000 people online that submitted their cards, only 20% agreed with the judges and gave it to John. Even he acknowledged with Reyes post-fight it was close, but once again, John had managed to do enough to keep his belt. Number three, GSP versus Johnny Hendricks. As some people's greatest of all time, George St. Pierre defended his belt for the best part of seven years, and for most of it, it wasn't even close. GSP was able to dominate with his wrestling and his technical striking. His final defense came at 167 against Johnny Hendricks, however, and is a result that still haunts some MMA fans to this day. This fight really comes down to round one, and there's a bunch of fans who scored this fight online 
online, and believe it or not, they agreed with the judges on every round except the first. Everyone gave rounds two and four to Hendrix and three and five to George. So what exactly happened in round one? Well, George got a takedown in about 15 seconds and then started threatening Johnny's neck, but he escaped. George kept trying to take Johnny down, but ate a series of elbows as a result, and that honestly stole the round for a lot of people. There was only one strike difference between them. You go and watch that round, and you tell me who you think won. It turns out only 52% of the fan base thought Johnny took it, but only Judge Glenn Trowbridge agreed, leaving the final scores 48-47, 47-48, and 48-47 for GSP. Dana White did not like that. Does anybody here think that Johnny Hendricks didn't win the fight? And of the 16 media members that submitted scorecards, would you believe it? All 16 of them said Johnny Hendricks won the fight, but he didn't get the nod. George retired a champion, but Big Rig did eventually win the title, so order restored, right? Number 2. Melvin Manhoff versus Rafael Carvalho Before Dutch KO artist Melvin became an expert at stopping home invaders, he had a long and highlight-filled knockout career, but the only title he was able to win was the Cage Rage Light Heavyweight belt in 2005. But flash forward 11 years and Melvin got another shot at a strap when he was matched up with Bellator middleweight champion Rafael Carvalho. Unfortunately though, the whole fight would turn out to be as much fun as getting a free pillow from Henry Cejudo. After round 1 of pretty much no action, all the crowd were already booing both fighters, and commentator Jimmy Smith joked it should be scored 0-0. Melvin must have woken up in round two though because he came forward and certainly threw the bigger shots. The only thing Rafael managed to land was an elbow in the clinch and that was after the ref had called a break in the action. By round three, Melvin was swinging big while Cavallo was committed to clinching. He also poked Manoff in the eye, kicked him in the dick. Yeah, the commentators were pretty much right when they said nothing was going right for him in this fight. At this point, Jimmy Smith's unofficial scorecard read three rounds for Melvin. You'd probably agree with him, but the judges had actually only given him one round. Not much happened in round four either and Jimmy scored it for Melvin. In the fifth, the Dutchman got two takedowns, some ground and pound, definitely his round. As the fight ended, the commentator literally said, The only thing more inconceivable than the way this fight played out is if Melvin Manoff is not about to strap a world title around his waist for the first time. Yeah, and guess what happened next? To the loudest boos you've probably ever heard, the judges gave the fight to Carvalho. How do you feel about that one, Jimmy? I am disgusted! Yeah, don't blame you, mate. Online, 94% of the people who submitted scorecards gave it to Melvin, and so did every media member asked. Probably one of the worst decisions of all time. Number one, Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit. When the names of welterweight greats come up, no one includes Robbie Lawler, who defied the odds, came back to the UFC and captured and defended the title. But he did not beat Carlos Condit the night of UFC 195. Sorry, guys. This is one fans are extra passionate about, seeing as Condit is arguably one of the best fighters to never win a title. You cover this sport? You thought that was Robbie Lawler. I'm sorry. And man, did he get close. Round one started and Lawler began pressing Carlos, but he scored a cheeky knockdown. No brainer there, all three judges, everyone gave it to Condit. The second round was just as action packed and about the halfway mark, Robbie dropped the natural born killer, this time with a stiff right hand. All three judges gave the second to Robbie. Easy to score so far, right? But the third round would be the swing round. Carlos was throwing volume, but Robbie was stepping in with the bigger shots. It wasn't an easy round to score, but I personally gave it to Condit and so did 77% of the 2,300 people People who had voted on MMA decisions. But only one judge agreed, Tony Weeks. The other two scored it for Robbie. Rounds four and five were again easy to score. Condit outstruck him 47 to six in the fourth. And in the fifth round, Robbie just started charging at Carlos like Paddy the Batty running to the front of the line after they just brought back the McRib. Both men were exhausted. It went to the judges and Robbie took a 
48-47, 48-47 and 47-48 split decision and I was heartbroken. Of the 20 media members who gave in scorecards, including Luke Thomas, only three gave it to Lawler. But Robbie had defended his belt a second time and the natural born killer was denied another chance at UFC gold. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool2me underscore. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on Twitter at MMA on Point and myself at Balian underscore plays. You can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further. And I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I'll see you in the next one.